Welcome to the Modern Data Show, a podcast where we explore the latest trends and technologies in data and analytics with some of the brightest minds in the industry. For today's episode, we have with us Arthur Yetsenko, head of data platform at Urban Sports Club, which offers corporate fitness programs including over 50 sports to their network of more than 10,000 partners across Europe. Arthur has more than 7 years of experience in data and analytics in e-commerce and digital industries working for companies like Zalando and Delivery Hero, where he not just help companies in scaling their data teams but also helping up setting up a robust product analytics uh, and you know ab testing strategy across across the whole organization welcome to the show arthur thank you very much ayush glad to be here uh, so arthur let's start with the question you know let's start with a very basic question tell us a little bit more about urban sports club and your role over there Yeah, absolutely. So, Urban Sports Club is, uh, you know, could be considered the scale up at this point. So, the um, the company itself had been on the market for already like ten years, and uh, but our main goal is essentially we are a sports platform um, at this point. And what we do is we connect uh, people um, as well with the partners that we offer on our platform um, that allows them to do sports in uh, various locations and a lot of different diverse sports. But I think one is the good. Um, Example is that we allow a lot of flexibility for the customers to um, essentially exercise, and our goal is to sort of like bring that sport and, and that mentality as well to to our uh, consumers first and foremost. Yeah, and how would you describe the business as you know? It's it's a mix of you know a digital business as well as uh, you know the actual user experiences is 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 into a physical you know activity or is in a, in a physical space. So, uh, how would you label the business? Is it a digital first business or is it a digit hmm. in? It's a business that is you know digitally enabled. It's a good, good question. I think it's uh, it's tech first. I mean, it's definitely. We, we, I mean, Foxing is like you know mostly that as a tech company, right? And uh, the functionality that we You know, built essentially allows the our users to you know lead more healthy lifestyle. Um, the digital uh, and sort of the that sort of more mixed model is something that we're also looking forward to, uh, you know, move into as well. Um, I think in the beginning, well, not the beginning, but in the middle of 2021, that was the point when we started to come up with digital content as well. You know, during the pandemic, when we realized that you know there should be like also a mix, right? And uh, you know, a lot of gyms were closed, so people couldn't do any sports and workouts, and that was the idea that we. You know, try to come up with digital content and that. And I think for the strategy is that we're looking forward is to you know have a really diverse offer, um, like the digital content as well as the physical in, um, and the, say the concept of community as well uh, that uh, you know the users can uh, collaborate uh, with each other and uh, sort of explore that. So we're trying to look into the mix of both digital and, and the physical because you cannot really, in my opinion, uh, completely you know substitute the physical uh, sort of engagement when you actually You know, go to the gym or like do any sort of sport activity with your friends or colleagues uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, got it. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your role, uh, Arthur. You know, you're head of data platform at Urban Sports Club. Tell us, tell us what is this role about, and tell us a little bit about your team. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm heading the data platform team, uh, and uh, that's also something that uh, we focus on in terms of like building the new distributed data platform. Um, we've we've been, I mean, as I said already, quite some time on the market as well, and uh, we're also in the phase of tra- transforming our data stack, and not only the data stack as well as the technology stack as well. And uh, the data platform team is specifically focusing on uh, building the new data warehouse, like that would love uh, allow to use a lot of the different modern stack technologies. To will help different teams. So this is a purely data engineering team. 
um, that really deals with you know how we can bring the data from a lot of different entities because the Open Sports Club is is not the only like business entity as such as well. Um, so it's about cross collaboration with other departments as uh, also giving sort of the backbone of um, the data that could be used by the analytical teams as well. Um, so that essentially we have really robust like reporting uh, as well. But apart from that is moving into like more the data products and how we can actually you know build things that could benefit the business users as well. So the data platform vision as, as we have uh, this team right now is also encompasses a lot of different components to it. Um, not only being the data warehouse as such, uh, you know, from a technological standpoint of view, but also what could it bring in terms of the uh, like new data products uh, that could be useful to the business. And we have quite an interesting ecosystem within Urban Sports Club as well. Yeah, and I would love to dive deeper into your stack and how it has evolved. But before I do that, uh, I have a basic question. Uh, what was the point where, uh, you know, like every other company, you know, data as a function always starts with something very basic. You know, you would have, you would build a bunch of, you know, pipelines on your own and you would display your stuff on, you know, basic dashboard or maybe an Excel sheet. Where was the time or what was that, you know, stage where you guys decided that data is one of the core department we're gonna invest in, in terms of building a data platform or in terms of building a data team? What was that moment for you? Yeah, I think I think it's an excellent question. Um, like we realized that you know data was mostly treated as a byproduct, but not as a product. And I really like the statement. And uh, what we're trying also to do right now is to say that you know data is actually is a product on its own. And when you think about you know even like a dashboard or you know anything that is being materialized from that you know bunch of chaos, right? It has to be treated as a product and it has to go through iterations. It has to go through you know, proper um, understanding what is the use cases for the people who want to use that as well. So I think for us, it took some time to transform that, uh, you know, understanding that it's not just like, you know, the numbers to look into, but it's showing the additional value that this data could be used, let's say, for maybe, uh, you know, unlocking like near real stream, like insights as well, like working on some machine learning models as well. And uh, that is also was the point when we got like more buy-in, like from 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 the management, and uh, we all as organization have uh, decided. Yes, I mean we actually need to put more effort into building the like the system, uh, right, or like a platform as such, which will support in a multifaceted way. Yeah, and uh, you know, as you've said, you know, often in in a lot of cases, data and data teams are often considered to be a cost center rather than, you know, a core product itself. So, right. So any example or any, you know, anything that you can share from your experience at Urban Sports Club or at your previous roles with, uh, you know, with the companies that you have been involved into where the value that was delivered from data was something that fundamentally changed the business. Is, is there any experience like that you would work to share? Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, maybe I can try with more general and then if I can come up to some more specific. Uh, like one good example is I, I used to work in all this mostly product analytic teams. And uh, with the product analytics uh, as the function as well, you can see like more, you can trace back the, the results of your work to actual implementations, how it's going to impact the customer. But that's why I like that it's really results oriented. Um, and I mean, also here within Urban Sports Club, I mean, as uh, for instance, we have like product analytics team, we have also other teams that give a lot of these recommendations that are later being implemented. But I'm really a big advocate of the, the experimentation uh, such, so the whole A-B testing concept as well. And uh, we see 
you know, we try to also empower the teams that um, that would have the possibility to sync like outside of the box, outside of the delivery process as well. Um, we recently have introduced like getting stuff done days. So more like two day, like in a way hackathon when people can just like stop operational work and uh, start, um, you know, thinking about like some other project that they want to. And with that, uh, you know, there's also like the, the point when, you know, the data analysts come together with the software engineers, can think about the customer problem, can start implementing that as well, and can see the effects of that, uh, you know, solution essentially on the end business users. So that's mostly how I think it's, it's the best to really showcase the value of the data uh, by, by showing how does that impact the behavior of the customer uh, down the road. And it could be anything, really. It could be a simple functionality. And so, you know, we try to also act on a lot of the user feedback as well, you know, try to prototype uh, faster. Um, but that's the way when, when the data could like play a vital role um, when you're actually solving customer problem um, in the first step. Yeah. And uh, let's dive deeper into your data platform. How does your data platform looks like right now? Like broadly in terms of the architecture, the moving components and how it has evolved from one of the earliest versions that you had for the data platform. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good question. So I think we, we find ourselves right now in the process when we are in the migration, uh, like as, as I said, that we at Urban Sports Club been on the market for some time as well. And uh, so also led to some you know decision in the architecture uh, that have been there for some time and have to be upgraded to the modern data stack. So we uh, actually migrating from the Postgres SQL um, data warehouse, which is not turned out to be really flexible for an analytical data warehouse to the Google Cloud Platform at this point. And uh, I think that's also where we try to apply most of that like modern components, like modern data stack. Um, essentially, what we're trying to do is like to make it more distributed um, as the platform so that uh, we don't, we have, of course, like one team that's really managing uh, the whole like, you know, the pipelines and like that engineering core function. What we also try to do is like for those people who are the experts in their field, let's say, you know, talk about the data analysts who are familiar with the analytics engineering, as an example. So they could also contribute to the data platform and that the data platform is actually distributed. Um, and within that migration, we are um, looking into a couple of different components as well. So we, we try to break down to, let's say, what, what is the ingestion part, um, like how we stream the data first. And um, we're looking into like a mix of the uh, also third party vendors as, as well as like building our own. But in order to prioritize the speed uh, of the delivery, so we're looking into like ingestion, uh, ingestion tools as such, um, as well, like from, from, from different platforms and the transformation that we are doing right now uh, within inside our data warehouse. So like this, the not the extract transform load, but already the transformation part inside we're doing with uh, DBT which has proven to be like quite really uh, useful as well, like for the analytical use case, because it doesn't really require a lot of the data engineering knowledge as such, more of the analytical engineering exposure to it. So that's how we try to democratize, um, you know, parts of that as well. So it's not only, let's say you have a data engineer that always takes care of the request of adding something as well, but we want to create that the main teams that are able to be responsible for the data that they produce data that transform and um, um, sort of like getting the value of the, out of that themselves as well. Yeah. And uh, as a head of data platform, I'm sure you're also responsible for procuring these technologies that assist in your, uh, you know, head of data uh, as a part of your whole data platform, uh, you know, building of the data platform. Uh, 
what are the top things that goes into your consideration while procuring these tools you know you talked about injection technologies you know you have tons of you know commercial etl tools available tons of open source available walk us through how do you in your mind how does that decision starts from in terms of either first trying to build this thing on your own uh, or you know procuring a third party vendor or if you're procuring third party vendor what goes in your mind yeah i think uh, it's it's really good to think about that i recently seen also a study that i uh, think for boston consulting group that majority of the data professionals feel really overwhelmed by the market and the offer uh, that is given by the data tools and that's really challenging to decide right um even if like thinking about the data injection part right i mean we uh, like our goal is really to like start maybe prototyping something fast and test out if it's going to work instead of like building our own because that takes a lot of time to um you know, get that done and uh, often we don't really have that much resources, right? Um, the way that we look into this is like try to pinpoint the use case and uh, doing a bit of the prototyping testing, let's say with a couple of different tools, let's say taking like an example for, you know, ingestion components. So we normally test, I think, well, two, three providers that we know uh, for a limited period of time, uh, then see if there's any issues with loading the data or not. Can we, you know, have a resilient infrastructure on that? Can we have a good response time as well? And uh, I mean, if that all fails, we would uh, try to build it our our own. But generally, it's it's really complicated. And I think I've been struggling as well, you know, coming up with the framework uh, that is allowing you to sort of understand what are the requirements uh, for a tool and how do you measure that. There's also a lot of things that come into play. Um, you know, the support as well is quite important, like the price of the tooling as well. Um, but ultimately, I think, you know, if that solves the use case and if it does allow you to have less, you know, energy and effort of your engineers spending on maintaining and implementing that, I think this is the one that, you know, you should always go with because uh, ultimately you would spend a lot more time into, you know, trying to fix, try to find, find the workarounds and everything else. And it would, you know, be that hidden cost that you don't really, you know, uh, put into in the beginning when you do this evaluation of the uh, tooling and the vendor stack. So does that mean, do you guys try to avoid open source? No, actually we adopt open source as well. Uh, like uh, openly, I mean, we use actually DBT as an open source as well, right? But I mean, some things that um, are available, I mean, op open source does not often fully maybe the level of, you know, support or something or, or specific, maybe let's say connectors, right? And that sometimes is the challenge. Um, Actually, I mean, if you're also interested, you can check our uh, tech creator. We have, uh, we published like what we adopted in terms of the technologies and the frameworks as well. So that might be interesting. Uh, and then we experiment with the open source as well. I think for us, most importantly is that um, try to do like if there's any security threat analysis in case, because we want to, you know, be more compliant as well. I mean, we're working with um, also like Open Post Club is also a marketplace from different uh, sides as well. We also work on the corporate, uh, corporate end. So you want to make sure, you know, if the data could be treated, uh, you know, in this case, compliantly as well. So we try to analyze if there is anything that, you know, could be potentially like red flags as well before we come to the decision of the software uh, itself. Okay, uh, brilliant. And uh, uh, speaking a little bit more about the data platform itself, uh, is it mostly batch processing or uh, what's, what, what real-time streaming components that you have currently as a part of your data product right now or, or what you have planned in the near future? Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, mostly analytical as the analytical data warehouse, I mean, that uh, mostly is the batch, right? Um, 
that we've been uh, seeing adopting like you know historically as well and that we try to continue you know, as the basis of our operations as well but looking into the real time is something that we started also doing and that we have uh, major plans uh, forward to one of the reason is that we have um, our um, we have our uh, essentially microservices like being rebuilt and uh, with the microservices is that we try to like build our stack um, um, as well like in a more independent way and the stream the events uh, driven uh, infrastructure towards that as well so while the tech stack is being involving as well what we the data platform doing is trying to read a lot of those events uh, from from this microservices as well for a lot of the analytical purposes all as well enriching some of this like data so essentially we get more um, all of this information in in one place was there any specific trigger or reason where uh, you started incorporating these real-time, uh, you know, processing capabilities? Was there a, a kind of a product requirement or was it a very specific business function requirement that kind of made you even think about this? Yeah, so I think for us, it was uh, quite important to, like, uh, give more autonomy to the teams. Uh, like, we've been operating, like, technically as well, you know, a bit of the more monolithic architecture. And uh, and then, then at some point we decided, right, we need to decouple that as well and give more ownership to the teams that they would have. Um, so the reason of going event-driven is essentially to give them more autonomy to the teams for managing the services as well and splitting that into the microservices that the team could have end-to-end responsibility. And we as the data platform, uh, we decided, right, I mean, there is a, a cloud events that we uh, are sending data through, we're using like pops up for that reason as well. So why don't we actually, you know, stream the information in our platforms as well? And this is just like a stepping stone because for us is also building like more, uh, you know, use cases based on that data, based on the services that could be and should be processed in real time for a lot of other business use cases. Got it. And uh, just just curious, uh, what was what were the biggest challenge that you faced? Uh, in terms of implementing this entire data as a product strategy, uh, both from a, you know, maybe from a technical as well as from a socio-technical perspective, what was the biggest challenge that you faced? Supplementing the data as the as a strategy generally, you mean? Data as, you know, or maybe data product as a strategy. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the biggest challenge is, is also understanding, again, and sort of, well, convincing people that, you know, the data is, is not the byproduct, but is a product, right? First, for some of the people, I mean, it's still could be considered as this is just the reporting. This is just the numbers, right? But it's really hard to put like into the perspective, like a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes, right? And the, even like, you know, in order to provide you, let's say, the correct number of the count of, you know, your like daily active users, as an example, there's a lot of things that are happening in, in, in you know, in the background, from the data quality perspective, a lot of different things. But I think for us, that was one of the reasons that, um, like one of the challenges, and still, you know, uh, well, showing the value of that data and uh, how, you know, much work is being put into that is, is something you can help the stakeholders, especially business stakeholders who really might be, you know, quite detached from, from the tech, uh, you know, context um, that, that sort of like helps to uh, sort of win that over, right? Yeah, but it's really hard to put any quantifiable metric uh, to a data team, right? You know, for 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 example, for sales team, you would have revenue KPIs like you know your revenue, your bookings, and so on. But for the data team, it's very hard to put a quantifiable uh, metric. How do you justify the 
ROI of investing into you know data product or data uh, data team per se uh, uh, internally at Urban Sports Club. Yeah, so I mean, we also uh, try to adopt the more engineering uh, metric approach uh, for the data platform. Um, so there are things that we can still measure, right? I mean, there's things that we can measure like you know days without incidents as an example, or like the quality of our data, and uh, giving sort of that uh, trust to the stakeholders to say okay, I can actually look into these numbers, right? And I can actually make a decision out of that as well. So what we're trying to adopt is to, yeah, basically do a lot more data quality. We have a whole strategy on the data quality part that we want to execute as well. Um, and to, yeah, actually proactively, you know, tell the stakeholders, you know, if something is right uh, or not, rather than actually us coming uh, to, I mean, them coming to us and then saying, okay, I, I'm not really sure like this is up to date in terms of the numbers. Um, so this is one part, which is really more like data, uh, you know, engineering specific, but ultimately it's also right about the decisions and, and maybe like the speed of those decisions that are being taken on based on the data that we provide. Yeah. And you also talk one thing is one of the, one of the biggest driver for you, uh, in terms of building the data platform is to be able to, uh, you know, kind of democratize the, you know, the, the, the access to data to various teams and departments and one of the kind of counter uh, argument to that kind of approach is how do you deal with then data governance you know, especially considering the decentralized approach to your data platform and how do you mention how do you ensure that the data quality is maintained across all teams and departments you know mm -hmm. you just said right you know one of your kpis is how many incidents uh, happening per week or per month but if that's decentralized how is that uh, affecting you and your team? Yeah, I think uh, what we're trying to do is that, you know, our team would be like more of central guidance uh, such, you know, to provide this. And essentially like everybody who are skilled enough like to do, you know, the steady transformations and having their own like, you know, individual like data teams in the future, like I mean, more like data engineering teams that should always be able to do that as well. We don't have that at this point, right? So it's mostly like data professionals who work with the data that's being prepared by the, well, data engineering team which is uh, sort of like more of a central team. But at the same time, like the governance is, is a good question because um, I think there should be some balance between like truly democratization and, uh, you know, actually governance because uh, in the end, you also don't want the stakeholders, you know, creating, let's say, different definitions of the same metric, right? And um, I think that's something that we, you know, seen in the past as well within an organization we try to change right now as well. It's like how can we provide maybe more, metadata, more context, more robustness into the definitions itself, like having one stop place for everything else as well, um, so that it doesn't get misinterpreted. And this is one of the examples that we're trying to do with, uh, like with our approach. Um, yeah. And now let's talk a little something a little bit about what happens once your job is done, you know, as, as a data platform, as a data team, uh, I think one of, one of the kind of output of this team is delivering those data driven insights, right? How do you ensure that these data driven insights are communicated effectively across the business and they are integrated into the decision making process? Yeah, I think this should be targeted uh, at some point, right? I mean, that you know, it could be like really something really generic in a way. I mean, it should originate from the like requirement in the end, right? If let's say I have a business person like asking us, I mean, let's say, uh, well, we want to understand something more on the partners uh, side and that we want to understand maybe which cities are most, um, you know, relevant to you to work in or like, you know, increase into, right? This is something more than 
right? We have a really clear like business requirement in mind that we can you know start like profiling the data for it, and uh, the result of that is really something that um, you know like people like who work on that the data professionals can control because uh, in the end they have the context. They are really like embedded within that setup. Essentially, they know the business problem and they can deliver that inside they will be taken into account, right? Um, so I think in the end, that rise, it lies within, uh, you know, individual responsibility of the data professionals. Um, so that, you know, we provide the data, right? We like provide the clean data and everything else, but the context and how this will be used should be also back on the, you know, analytical professionals as well, should be back on the, uh, you know, business, uh, business professionals as well, who can come together into, you know, bringing those insights into action. And how much of, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't have a, a kind of a concrete number to that, but how would you say the work that you have as a part of the data team is push versus pull? And what I mean to say by that is uh, by, by, you know, by uh, pull is basically you have been requested to, let's say, build a new dashboard or build a track a new set of KPIs or matrix versus how much of that part of work is, you know, you build something which you feel can add value to various other business function and where you go to those teams in terms of, you know, presenting those capabilities to them. How, what's the mix between those things? Yeah, I think I think it's still a lot of that, you know, uh, we pushed, right, like request-wise, but that's something that we want to to change in the ways like by, by bringing more like data literacy to it. Uh, I think that uh, having something like really fundamental that should allow the soft-serve analytics that you know, people should be able to make their own hypothesis and insights and test them, right? If this is something more complicated that requires really, you know, the assistance of the data professional, I mean, they, they should be able still to do the first, like, hypothesis and then come to for the help, right? Um, so I say that, you know, we're still, uh, you know, being requested to do some more things a lot, but we're also trying to change that, that, uh, like, allowing the sort of more governed democratization of the soft service data uh, to be used um, so that, you know, we don't have to really deal perhaps with any, you know, minimal, let's say, changes that have to be added. And uh, with the distributed setup as well, we don't often need a data engineer to do those changes uh, to produce dashboard. The analysts themselves could also be the one who will create a data product, right? So uh, I think that's the approach that we're trying to to be taking. Got it. And and now that we are, to, you know, towards the close of our uh, episode, let me kind of uh, leave you with one last question. Uh, in terms of looking ahead, uh, what do you think would be the most significant like trends and challenges in the world of data and analytics? How do you think things would go from here, especially from a viewpoint of a practitioner? You know, I, I, I know that we have a lot of noise in the industry in, in past few years, but as a practitioner, where do you see this going from here? Yeah, it's an excellent question. I think, um, yeah, I mean, for us, perhaps as the practitioners, there's like how to keep up also with the modern stack, how to keep up with more technologies, um, you know, how to make sure that we're not really obsolete in terms of the things that we use, how to integrate, uh, you know, uh, AI, machine learning as well more effectively, right? I think everybody talking about, uh, you know, ChatGPT4, uh, you know, things like that as well, just like one example, but, you know, how to essentially be more proactive, not reactive into, you know, building the next level, um, you know, analytics. And it's not only about like serving analytics, but it's more about, you know, predictive analytics, um, you know, it's prescriptive analytics as well. Um, and that requires a bit more, you know, context, uh, you know, and also like a bit of different set of skills instead of 
maybe just building and modeling the data, um, but, you know, thinking about the, like, you know, data as the creating products that can help also, you know, maximize your revenue stream as well. Well, like, you know, um, yeah, so, sort of like make make life easier uh, for some of the, you know, company or like new like functionalities. And uh, I think we have to be really open and flexible and, uh, you know, try to pick up the new trends and how we can utilize them uh, to our advantage uh, in the industry we're working in. Amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Arta. Uh, it was lo- lovely having you on the show. Uh, and I hope our audience had a great time listening to this. Thank you very much. 